Welcome to the first episode of Hertha Connect. Nice to meet you. Um, it's cool to have you here. I uh, podcast this whole thing with Anna. Hello. Yes, and we both made Hi, this on the first episode. <laughs> I'm Marco. And yeah, I would say um, we're hopping in. So first of all, who are you, Anna, and why you love Hertha? My name is Anna. I was um, born in a small town here in the UK and I uh, went to Berlin in 2013 for a concert. Loved it. Went back to Berlin 2014. Loved Berlin so much. Uh, watched football all my life. And then my dad asks me, oh, you love Berlin so much. Do you know about the football clubs in Berlin? And uh, I was like, no, not really. So I googled football clubs in Berlin and of course what came up was Hertha so I started to watch the fans of Hertha on YouTube thought it was amazing completely different to the English fans and loved it uh, so much that I started to watch Hertha in 2014-15 and have watched them ever since and have been to Berlin to watch over 30 or 40 games now for Hertha so have seen a lot of good and bad and Marco, you must say, why are you a Hertha fan now, yeah. as a Berliner? Yeah. Um, first of all, sorry for my bad English. I need to learn a lot, but uh, I try to be good as possible. So, uh, like you heard already before, I'm from Berlin. And I started watching Hertha since, like, 2012. So, I was in the stadium. Uh, it was a bit, little bit funny before. I, I'm I'm a huge football fan. I don't watch a lot of football games from Hertha. So um, I going to a sports a sports match um, on a special location in Berlin. And if you win this this tournament there, you get free tickets from Hertha. And my friends are very good, and I was okay too. So we win this tournament and gets free tickets to Hertha to go to Hertha. Uh, and this was my first game against Cologne. So um, I sit there on the on the, um, on the on the yeah, I sit there and watch the game. And Rafael, a very awesome player that plays for Hertha at that time, make a huge volley and a huge three to one win in this Cologne game. And I was totally in love with Hertha then. So I started to buy a Dauerkarte and start to go to every game I can. Uh, then we got relegated, but it's an uh, other situation, other time to talk about <laughs> that. Yes, so um, I, we hope uh, you like this podcast and um, stay tuned. So I would say we start a little bit about a recap so that we can discuss a little bit about the last season. So Anna, if you understand the situation from Hertha in the last summer, if you have it in mind. So what did you think was the expectation for the season? <laughs> expectation was of course um europe everybody expected us to go to europe we spent uh over the course of two seasons a lot of money but in this season it was uh, less it was about 27 million for this uh in the summer um and of course we made some money back by selling a few players like andre duda but we bought in uh john cordoba we bought in um um, of course, in January, Radonjic and Kadira, but of course, by then it had all changed. We expected Europe, things started well, we beat Bremen 4 1, and then it started to go wrong. And, uh, you know, the, 
it, the fact that we ended up in a relegation fight was not <laughs> where we thought we would be <laughs> at the beginning very... of the season. <laughs> oh man, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild ride, I would say, because um, normally we are a club with stable conditions, so we are going mm. very, very low expectation for ourselves as a fan, but the club mm. only says like, yeah, we're going to the Champions League, and yeah, the season was <laughs> special because... Pritz, one of the longest member um, of the whole club, must go. That was not expected for, for most of people. Most of it wish it could be. But yeah, what was like for me, it was like shocking to, that, to see that he go. Yes. I think it was less shocking when uh, we, we lost to Braven 4-1 when we played them yes. again. Yes. It was less shocking then because we could see that this is this is a problem that's been going on for a long time and we respect Pritz as a fans, as a player and of course too as, as a sporting director because he did some really good deals but when he had the money to make big transfers he I don't think he knew how to use it, don't think he knew what to do with it. It's like, you know, here is that, here's a million pounds, go and spend it what do you spend it on? Do you spend it on something that you need or you spend it on something that you just like it because it looks shiny and pretty, you know? And that's kind of yes, what yes. Brits did with the money, you know? Yeah. So it's it's just, when it got to January, it was like, oh, we wanted to be in Europe, but it's not happening anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. we played Freiburg. We played Freiburg, four, we lost 4-1. I remember saying before that game, a lot of people say, today you decide, do you want to fight in relegation fight or do you want to fight for Europe? And then we lost 4-1. It's like, okay, relegation fight. We are done. Is then. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, what's so amazing and so difficult for us, we have such a tough program at the start with such high-class mm. teams to play. Uh, and in the last few games, we only, only, yes, need to play against lower teams so that they don't have a not, not lot of money and can do so much on the transfer market so the expectation was that we are getting a very a lot of points so Lothar Matthäus say in Sky um, reportage that he say like in the last game we need to make 15 points and in the end we only make three points or something so it was very mm -hmm. very very shitty for us so yeah. oh yeah yeah and 100% then, yes. <laughs> yes and uh, what, what would you say was the impact from Friedrich to become Dade back what would you say a good one. It was a good thing to do. A lot of people were um, in disagreement when Dardai left the first time. They didn't understand why. And I think I said I can understand why because it doesn't look like the football is progressing. But then you have to start again with someone else. And then that's what they found difficult. They couldn't get the right coach in so they lost all the stability they had with Jardai when he left the first time to bring him back they knew that he would be able to stabilize a group of individual players into uh, into more of a team so Friedrich bringing him back was the right thing but also you have to remember that Dardai and Friedrich and Zeke Neundorf are legends at Hertha as players so they mean a lot to the club and to the fans anyway so they understand how much it means, you know, bringing in someone that doesn't have a connection to the club is it, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when they care, like really care about the club, they will give everything for it, even if they fail. I think people wanted to see that come back and to get that feeling with the yes. players, you know? Yeah, 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 it was very, very good for, for the heart of, of Hertha fans because... 
we are like so problematic in the last times like Jürgen Klinsmann was there was shitty mm -hmm. we have so bad <laughs> times so to see that such legends come to Hertha and try to help is like special for the fans so Dade mm -hmm. helps the team to collect more of their heart and not only the individualistic stats and stuff so we was more focused like a real team we started to become a team and I would say the quarantine we need to go with was a little bit the help to come more as a team, you know. What would you say was your first impression if you saw we need to go to quarantine? When I first heard, um, I was really, I was really frightened. <laughs> I think a lot of people were really scared uh, because we saw what happened with Dinamo Dresden last season when they had quarantine and it's, you know, um, it, it, it sort of resulted in them not, although they were probably going to be relegated anyway, it, it, it didn't even give them a fair chance of getting out of it. So it was the same sort of thing, worry with us. And also you can't train, you can't be around each other. But at the same time, Friedrich said this too, he said, well, now we have to talk to one another because we have to train at home via like um online training but we have to actually communicate with each other and in the end i think he was right they although they couldn't train together on the pitch they were training online they were still speaking to one another they had a whatsapp group they were talking you know that's what and was missing. playing mario kart and playing Mario Kart, exactly. And then they were competitive with each other as well. Yeah, but <laughs> it was, it was, it was, you know, to start with, I was frightened. Then I saw how they were working. They were showing us all how they were doing. And you started to feel a little bit more like secure about that fact. But like, it, it, you know, when we came back to play Mines, I think people were still like really scared. But they knew exactly what they had to do to stay in the league. So they knew yes. who they had to beat. And they knew how many points I had to get because, of course, some teams around Hertha, like Köln, like Mainz, like Bremen, were getting points. We couldn't play. I don't think Bremen actually got any points. Sorry, my mistake. Um, but they, they, um, we knew that they were going to win games. We were going to be in the 17th spot. We had to get out. There's pressure, but also they know what they must do. And now it's like not a question of okay can yes, we do it yes. it's like no we must do it yeah, there's we must, no choice so. yeah we was the hunter we, we wasn't the prey anymore we was the hunter and exactly yeah, we have like six games in 23 days and five of them wasn't 13 days i would say and was yeah. very very close to play each other every three games you need to every three days you need to play mm -hmm. a game so it was very very small time to recover and so we decided to play with two different teams and we mm -hmm. have a bit, we are a bit, little bit lucky, I would say, because Hertha is a team with 33 players, so we have a lot of, lot of good players and can do it. But at the end, yeah. like 12 players was injured, I would say, so it was very I... dramatic at the end. So yeah, what would you would say? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was against like Hoffenheim or Köln. We had like nine players injured and two suspended, so that's 11 yes. players out of that and they were all starting players it's not like they were players that were um you know on 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 the, the bank or the, the bench every week like lecky or leuven or someone it was like big players like cordoba piontek uh, luca bacchio um you know um cunha 
really big players that we uh, Gwenduzi, we needed these players at this time and they all got injured. Yes. So it came down it came down to someone like Jessica Ngankam, who of course is not a big money signing, uh, but he's a youth academy player to to basically score the goal that kept us in the league. <laughs> so it bit, maybe worked uh, out. It's weird, but <laughs> I'm I'm happy for him. That that's for sure. But uh, it's very, very crazy because now every newspaper can uh, write about it and say, yeah, here you go, here you see it, all the big money doesn't help. So we have like youth player who makes the, mm -hmm. the, the last goal. But yeah, for us, for us as a fans, it's awesome to see that he scores. And if I, yeah, would be happy if Redan scores too. But uh, for, for him and about him, we talk about later. So now we talked about the recap and about the last season a little bit so that, um, yeah, if you hear this podcast and don't know anything about Hertha or only want to inform you about Hertha, uh, you know a little bit about uh, the recap, about the season. If you want to learn more, it's very, very, very um, nice to, to find something in the internet. Very lot of content you can uh, <laughs> use. Uh, but now we have a big, big, big information. So... Freddy Bobic is the new um, big man, you can say, at Hertha and make the big decisions. So we want to talk about how we uh, find him and what, what, what kind of people he is uh, um, and if we like him or not. So we have like a little bit checked what he can do at Frankfurt. So um, Anna, would you say he makes a good job at Frankfurt at the time there? I think at the beginning he had a bit of a problem because, of course, Frankfurt was not in such a good place when he's joined. Um, I think when he came, actually, they were in the relegation playoff and they won. And then they uh, employed Nico yes, Kovac right, as their coach right. and then they won the Pokal, right? So, But what when he came in, some of the transfers that he made, as in players that he sent out, as, as in, you know, he had but then sold, the, the money that they got for those players at Frankfurt was remarkably high like you know you're looking at players like Sebastian Allaire, uh, Luka Jovic um, going out uh, in his time at Frankfurt you're looking at Haller going for 50 million Jovic for 63 million it's that's a really high price because those players came in for so much less and then you're looking at players he bought in um, like Philip Kostic who came in from Hamburg after they were relegated Daichi Kamada came in Japanese player, very, very, very good player. And those players, their, their net worth now is nearly triple or even quadruple what he bought them for. Um, so his his um, know-how of getting in good players that are good not scouts, really yes. heard of. Yeah, yes. good scouts. Okay, maybe we this is something else we'll, else we'll talk about, about good scouting. Because um, I believe we've brought in someone else to help with the scouting. But at Frankfurt, he has a very good scout. Of course, Bobic doesn't have to sign every player that gets scouted by Frankfurt. But he the ones he did sign were amazing. I mean, look at Jovic... He went to Madrid, he didn't do well there, he came back to Frankfurt. He sold Rebic to AC Milan, got in Andre Silva for a, a low price. Look at Andre Silva this season. He's scored, I think, 28 goals or 21 yes, 28, goals or something 28. crazy. A 28. Amazing performance from him. And now he's worth, like, triple what they signed him for. Yes, it's, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like he has a good hand think. for it. Yeah, he can... He can 
see what player maybe have potentials and use it right. And that's the thing I would say if he does that at Hertha and can make it with this amount and, and bring more money to us, that would be very mm -hmm. helpful. And that's one of the things I would see. I want to see from him. But yeah, you need to he need to come here and he need to learn everything because his first work day is on the first of June, I would say. June, yeah, yes. I think so, yeah. So we will see what he can make, uh, but we can, yeah, we can not not uh, say, yeah, in the first month he make like 10 awesome deals. So we need to be <laughs> careful and wait that he can find the players we need. But yes, mm -hmm. I'm hyped that he make like good option for us players like Jovic would be awesome for Hertha I would say so if we find something let's bring it to Hertha so yes exactly but yes. not only that is he bringing to us so say to mm -hmm. us what kind of extra he brings to Hebelin so I believe that there's been reports in various German newspapers, yes. um, that a few youth coaches from, I think, Frankfurt and Wolfsburg are on their way to Berlin. These are very good coaches. Um, like we were talking about before, um, like with Jessica Gankan, we already know that Hertha's youth academy is very, very good. And, you know, if you bring in someone to even help, to help develop that even further, that's quite outstanding to make something good into something even better um the 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 guys that are involved i'll let you talk about because you'll know more about them than i do um yes. i do believe yeah. that Wolfsburg closed down their academy didn't they yeah the, and the, that's, that's where right. this yes. came from so um the first coach we can talk about a little bit is pablo tiam that's the one from um, Wolfsburg. So they closed, uh, they closed the, the second team. The second team plays in the Regionalliga. That's the fourth division in, in Germany. And they closed this team down. And so, yeah, Hertha tries to convince him that he come to Hertha um, to join our academy to bring our player a little better. Um, the same with Borst. Uh, Thomas Breusch, he's known for RRD in Germany. Um, he's also uh, at Frankfurt today, um, like Borst and Polens. That's the, the people who maybe, that's only rumors, we can't say 100% sure or something, but there are rumors that they come to Hertha. Because in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in the newspaper from Frankfurter Allgemeine Zeitung, that's the newspaper for the, for the Hessen region, for the Frankfurt region. So they're talking about that they give back their contracts and say, no, we don't want to be anymore here. We have yeah. better options. And yeah, if that is true, I must say it's a little bit crazy because... Had to become so much new new coaches, and we already have coaches for every stuff. So maybe in the next couple of weeks yeah. or month, uh, we lose a lot, or, or yeah, like cancel their contracts too. So mm. I don't know if it's good if we play better, yes. But if we lose like Sofian Shahed and and yeah, and coaches like that, old players from Hertha, yeah, it's a little bit sad. Sophie and Charlie yeah. going to to be in Botstam to train the, the 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 girls team there. There's going. But That's good news. Yeah, yeah. That's so maybe we will see what what happens. Yes, yes. I think we have to look out for that because the youth section is already really good at Hertha. Yes. We don't want to destroy it by you know 
throwing everyone out and then bringing in new people that we don't know is going to work. But it would be devastating for Frankfurt if this happened to them. Yeah. Really, really worrying for them yeah, rather than us. Two of the coaches was in the U15 and U16, and that's that's uh, the age you need to develop develop to to the next step. Because after the 16, you are going to U17, U18, and that's the teams. If you're good enough, you go to the U23. Um, instantly, mm -hmm. you know, so it's very, very, very important year. Um, the the yeah. the U12, U13, and stuff. It's cool to learn, but it's not yeah. so important, you know. <laughs> yeah, we will see what happened. Dirk Dufner is another name uh, who's uh, connected with Hertha. <laughs> Hertha Connect. So we will <laughs> see um, if it's happened happened with Dirk Dufner. Um, he was uh, prior at uh, Hannover 96. Was door um, there. Um, now he has no job. Um, I, I would say he's like, um, yeah, free agent. So we will yeah. see what happened with him. Maybe he comes too. I, yeah. I believe Dorfner was um, a player's agent ah, for okay. two or three years, but I don't know if that's completely true. I think he was an agent for players yes. for okay. um, maybe two years before now. So he wasn't employed at that point. He hasn't been a sporting director for a while, but if he is a if he is or was a player's agent, he would be very good at at scouting, because obviously he picks up talent. So that would be very interesting to see if that is the case, if that's what his role will be for Hato to be a scout. I think it's him, the guy from Hanover, of course. Uh, then it must be him because he's the one I read about. Um, so a we lot have of people a lot are a bit of worried. Guys. Yeah, we've got a lot of people that have a reputation. He wasn't particularly like uh, admired uh, for being the sporting director at Hanover I think he was a sporting director there um but after that he sort of left and became like a like I said an, an agent so it yes, would be okay. very interesting to see what his connections are to players he should yeah. be very good at negotiating that would be so fun. we have a lot <laughs> of connections because if you say like Bobic connection is with Real Madrid you can play you know mm -hmm. he, he made like such a good deal and bring like 63 million to frankfurt from real so he can mm -hmm. yeah he can make good de decisions bring back a loan deal with them so he very good very good deals uh, i would say he's he, he's like a stable guy to talk with all the big clubs and if you have like Dirk dufna and all other guys like um I don't know the, the, the name from the guy um, in the um, from Las Vintost. I mean this this one guy. I don't oh, know yeah. the on on the yeah. yeah. I don't know the word from for his name. So he's an awesome player agent too. He's the he's the he's the agent from Jurgen Klopp, but I don't know the, the name from him. So he has connections too, and um, yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah. That's a lot of connections uh, means good news. It means we get more like you know more um trees the uh, more branches on the trees sorry yes, if yes, you know yes, what i mean yes. you know yeah 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 you have more more chances to get a good player if you have more connections cool exactly then i would say connections is a big point because we talk about transfers transfers is the mm. big deal at hertha because we have such a big uh squad we have players mm -hmm. like eduard Löwen, Mateusz kunja and Deshaun ridan all of the those three could be leavers. What mm -hmm. of this player you would accept to leave? What of the players you will see next season? Did you have like an idea if it's good to loan Redan? Talk about it a little bit. 
Um, the player that I would probably, out of those three, um, let go would be Leuven. He hasn't played a lot for Hertha at all, and when we recalled him off of loan, so we pulled him out of his loan from Augsburg, where he seemed to actually be playing more, and that was a panic from Michel Pritz, because we didn't sign any, you know, attacking midfielders. We didn't look like we were going to sign any in the transfer window. A lot of different deals broke down. I think that, that there was a famous Jean-Ren Adelaide, whatever is Jean-Ren Adelaide, I think his name was, the guy yes. that yeah, was yeah, yeah, in yeah. France. Yeah. yeah, and it broke down and there was lots of talk about it. He didn't want to come to Berlin and all of this. And Pritz then panicked and brought back Edward Leuven from his loan. And I, I don't personally think that Leuven wanted to come back, um, but he hasn't played much. He's hardly played at all. He's the player I think would leave. He with played the, the whole season. 79 minutes for your information amazing i mean that's the that's probably he that's less than jessica gankam and that's yes, an academy yes, player yes, yes. and so um and then the same with redan redan is i i i really like him as a player and a person he's a really nice guy um but i just don't see him going anywhere right now i think we should loan him out um because he could be a great talent but it, it he needs to play and he yeah, hasn't yeah. played you could see against Han uh, hanover against hoffenheim excuse me got my words wrong um against hoffenheim he had chances if he played more regularly he would probably score those chances yeah, but yeah. it's you know it's just it's a shame for him um, Redan is a lot. little bit problematic because he was so expensive for us. We yeah, we, for a young player, yeah. Two years ago, he was 18 years, and we signed him from Chelsea Academy for 2.7 million euro. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very big deal. Uh, was not a lot of money for us because already there we spent 20 billion for Luca Bacchio but 2.7 million for a youth player with 18 years with no much exp uh, exp yeah, experience experience it, yeah it's like very very much so mm -hmm. we I was expecting a better player because he was so expensive and Hertha doesn't waste money so I was thinking wow that could yeah. be the next big thing like Dilrusun, because Dilrusun was a little bit similar um, in Man City with lots of problems there and don't come into first squad, but we got him and now he's like worth like 12, 13 million. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think, well, I don't know how much Dilrusun is actually worth now because of his injury problems, but you know, it, it's... It's just a shame that they never sort of used Rodan. He, I watched him play for the under twenty threes, and he missed um, a lot of chances, you know. And I think maybe it's a confidence thing because he doesn't play so often for the first team, and he's a little bit disappointed. But you know, I'm a bit sad about Rodan, but I, I don't know if it's worth um, selling him. I think that maybe we should loan him somewhere first. It would increase his value as well because yes, he's got experience yes. then. But then we have, you know, of these two players, I think the the big, big question mark is is, is over Mateusz Cunha. Why? Um, because, <laughs> um, 
Hmm. Uh, there is a lot of rumours about him uh, leaving. He extended his contract by a year in secret. Nobody knew about it because by the time that he'd done it, Michel Pritz had been fired. So obviously it was done under Pritz. Um, he's extended till 2025. Normally you would only extend a contract if either you wanted to stay with your club or your price was about to go up. So before this was announced, the price that they were talking about was 30 million euros for Mateus Cunha with interest from Leeds United, which is obviously a team in this country, in the UK, Premier League. Um, also with interest from, I think, Monaco and Napoli and a few others. But then Atlanta, uh, when Bergamo. Atlanta, yeah, Bergamo. And then today I read in Bild that actually the price that Theater would release him for, if they allowed it to happen, was actually 40 million euros, not 30. So you can already see that the price is going up for him. And because I don't believe that, I think they said there's no clause in his contract, which means if there's no release clause or no uh, nothing to trigger, yeah, then Hayata can set the price for Mateus Cunha for whatever price they like. And nothing can happen until obviously Bobic is there because he needs to sign the paperwork that says he can go. They said he can go for 40 million, 30 million, whatever. Obviously, it's rumours. We don't know what, uh, what Cunha wants to do. Um, we don't know if he wants to leave. We don't know if um, these clubs are actually really interested, whether there's contact been made with these clubs or not. Because Cunha is a player that attracts interest from everywhere. So because he's a good player, he will always attract interest, you know, but, you know, his price would have gone up this season because of some of his performances, because would of his you, contract extension. Would you prefer that he stays or would you say we take the money and build a new squad around other players? Uh, I would like him to stay, but if they offered an extortionate amount of money, so if they offered 45 to 50 million euros, then to me that is a ridiculous price for a player who is really likable as a player, a really cool guy, very talented, but completely, um, uh, I don't want to say unreliable, but has like moments you, where he's yeah. not great you, you know you, not you a can, team player you can say it's because he only have since january he only have two yeah. scorer points so it's obvious yeah. that he going in shade in shadows if we are in trouble and needs him the most he's not there so yeah. uh, we need other players uh, the, the big question is if we can afford to lose the creative player the, the biggest creative player and mm -hmm. we, the problem is what I see if one Hertha wants to get a big player in the, in the Bundesliga and after that a big player internationally we need big names big player creative player very good talents very good player so if Kunja goes we need a new Kunja you know we need a new yeah. player who can shine on Hertha mm -hmm. we need we need shining stars it's a little bit weird because normally you need a team to win But if Hertha wants to be a bigger player as now, we need a bigger, bigger, bigger shining names as we have now. Yeah, but not names like, you know, not like, oh, that looks nice. Let's buy that yes, player. Yes. No, you no, know, no. This, is, this is the problem yeah, that Preet's yeah, yeah. had was because yeah. it looks, you know, when you go shopping and you see something nice in the window and you think, oh, I want that. And then you realize that it's absolutely crap. That's kind of like what Preet's did when he's, when he's spending, you know, yeah. um, we need uh, someone 
which is why Bobic is so important and scouts are so important, that a player that maybe not everybody knows about, but is talented. And this is what happened with Cunha. He was a little bit known about, but not massive before he came to us. And now he's getting attention. We yes, need another yes. player like that. Yeah. But it, it it depends on, you know, I, I already said this already. Cunha tries to do too much himself. He, I think he feels, I think Friedrich actually addressed this. He said, Mateus Cunha feels like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. If he doesn't do something, then it's like he feels like he's letting the team down because he knows that he can make a difference, but he tries to do everything on his own by himself. And that makes him look selfish and like not like he's not a team player when he's only trying to help the team, but he's doing it in a way that makes him look like he's not, if you know what I mean. So it, it, I, the problem is depends so much... on the situation. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. If you if yes. if we have new player, um, let's talk about if you have a new player and player rules are reliable and can make the stable backup the stable boy in the midfield and Cunha can dribble and make his stuff before him. If we got something like that, Cunha could be an extra player, but I hate if we're going at at a foul and yeah, like make yeah. the Neymar moves, you would say. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. like it and <laughs> he makes it a little bit. Uh, I don't want to see that. I want to well, he was, fighting guy. He was the most fouled. He was the most fouled player in the Bundesliga yes, yes. this year. But he fouled but I can... Yes. I can understand why he's why he acts like that because you know he did this against was it um, Bielefeld where where he was complaining a lot but the thing is he was complaining a lot and then he couldn't play the last two games because he had been injured you know he'd yes. been fouled it wasn't given he was injured his whole ankle swelled up and th then you're like well now I know why he's complaining because he's obviously in a lot of pain and the referee hasn't given the foul. Yeah. I understand that, but you don't have to behave like a, you know, yeah. you don't have to cry about okay. it, you know. Yeah. It, so yes. it, it, I, I love Cunha. I know he's a very emo emotional guy. I also yeah. said that if he does go to Leeds, <laughs> I don't think I know the Premier League. I don't think that he would be as much of a shining star in the Premier League as he would be in the Bundesliga. Yeah. If honestly. I if I would be a player, I would go to Marcelo Bielsa. Instantly, if I'm if I'm if I'm true, because I like his playstyle so much. But um, first of all, I would, I would say, worry. Yes, I would worry. Yeah. I would worry a lot about Cunha in the Premier League. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. Phys physical league, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I would worry about him definitely. Maybe I mean, you have a lot the same problems like Roberto Firmino, maybe. Yeah. And also, you know, Timo Werner and Kai Havertz have had this issue come from Germany and, and played here and had some real problems, you know, so, yeah, um, yeah Cunha, I, I would love to see him, like, stay, but I can also understand if he wants to yeah. go. Cunha but, is a little know. bit a family guy, uh, we heard from Friedrich. Friedrich make a um, live stream on Sunday on his mm -hmm. um, Instagram live, I was there, and he asked the question of people who was there, was very early in the morning for me. 10? 10 a.m. is early in the morning yeah, for you? Yeah, very early in the morning. <laughs> so um, I was like, uh, here, what do you want to say and stuff? So he talks about Kunya and that he's a family guy. So And mm. that his kid is one year old, is uh, born in Berlin. Uh, we all have in mind the, the celebration with the baby in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we have luck. 
and the family thing is like a big thing for him and he wants to yeah bring his baby his is going to school in berlin but mm -hmm. we don't know it we will see so i would say <laughs> we, we finish with kunya we have uh, talk about a lot about kunya so yeah. if kunya goes who comes next what's the next guy uh, we have three big names for our, for you so if if you um, not not know each other uh, we have big gap in midfield so we lost Sami Khedira Matteo Ganduzi because he goes back to Arsenal and we need another player there so we have two guys in the midfield to choose from Anna Niklas Dorsch or Suat Zerda what are you knowing about them I know about Niklas Dorsch because I remember hearing his name. I think he was at Heidenheim for a while and I remember hearing his name for some reason quite a lot. Um, he is, he's a player that reminds me of Arne Meyer okay, because okay. they both played, they both played in Germany's um, youth teams. Um, they the play the same. Yes, yes. Yeah, in the same position, exactly. So they, they know each other, but we have a lot of players in the defensive midfield position, including... Um, Obviously, the one that just left, so Kadira was one of them, and uh, Leuven will probably go. But then we've still got Toussaint, Derrida can play in this position, Nikola Stark, Martin Dada, Askasiba can play in this position. Uh, Anna Meyer is coming back from Bielefeld, and I think he will be given a chance. I think Dada knows Anna Meyer, he will want to use him. That's, of course, if Dada is still the coach, which I hope is the case. But um, Dorsch is very talented, but I'm just worried about where he fits into this team because it's a lot of um, uh, a lot of players on that position. Um, yes, and unless yes. he can play in another position, which some of them can, because Derrida can play in, you know, sort of attacking midfield, central midfield, whatever. Um, I don't know where he'd fit in. It's an interesting one. You know, he's got interest from other clubs as well. Suat from Sch Schalke. Sorry, I was about to swear. Um, Gesenkirchen. Sorry, excuse my language. If nobody knows why we don't say the S word, um, we don't say the S word. We call them Gesenkirchen. Sirdar... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he had a, an okay... I mean, nobody at uh, Gesenkirchen had a... Had a a good season let's be honest they were all pretty terrible um but Serda was before this downfall happened one of their best players um so you know he can play attacking midfield he can play central midfield um quite versatile so yes, quite good yes. at many things you know but again it's a central midfield role and i feel like we need more attacking players we need more like we need no number 10 think someone today actually said when I was watching the Kiel uh, game against Cone, um, why did Hertha they, uh, let go of Andre Duda? They must be so angry with themselves for letting him leave because he's played quite well at Cologne this season. Um, and he's the kind of player we need, this attacking player. So we need wingers and attacking players. So it, 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 Serdar, if he can play that role, that would be great, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but whether he can, I don't know. Um, I can't judge from this season because Gelsenkirchen have been so bad, you know. So yeah, it's like it's like the same situation with Weston McKenney uh, last time because I was worried if, if he's good enough, is, could we take him? But at Juventus, he plays very good. So the mm -hmm. thing mostly is if we see a team going very bad, going down, uh, we like 
prejudge every player mostly it's mm -hmm. it's in the minds of every every guy every every girl so it's it's obviously but yeah maybe he play well and the, the good thing uh, the one thing about uh, the, both of the player if you need to choose one of them because i don't think that we take both um if we take suatsera we get it very less than uh, Niklas Dorsch because the worth of Seda is 12 million euro, but uh, mm -hmm. Gelsenkirchen goes down and he wants to go away and his contract is only for one year. So maybe we get him for five to eight million euro. So mm -hmm. yeah, we could get like a snap, you know? So the problem is, um, and it's a, it's a new day. I, I Google it uh, to in, um, yeah. in about like two hours ago and uh, Niklas Dorsch has a new potential club. So, um, Lille. Yeah. I'm Lille, right Lille yeah. wants, wants him. Who want him. Yes. won the French league. Yeah. yeah the French league. <laughs> They want Dorsch too. And it's from a French, French connection. There, talk about that. And if that is true, we have a big problem to get him because if you are Niklas Dorsch and playing in the U21 from uh, Germany and play in a Ghent and want to call, uh, be bigger and go bigger, then you go to the, the champions, obviously, because you can play in Champions mm -hmm. League and you cool squad. So I don't know. We need to know if it's if you want more to come to the Bundesliga because you want to go to there and want to fit there, or if you want to have the most success and the biggest clubs, then you obviously goes to Lille. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, I think he will go to Lille. I mean, yeah. the last player on the list that you actually, we left out was Michel Weiser. Um, yes. I, I don't want to talk about Michel Weiser. <laughs> we were connect. We were, we, we, We've been linked to signing him back. I was at Mitchell Weiser's last game for Hertha. His um, departure from Hertha was not very nice. Um, it was an internal issue and he played against Cohn. I was there. We were 1-0 down and, you know, the ball... We were trying to win the game and the ball came over and he just did not run after it and the fans were so angry with him because they were like why do you not put in the effort why do you not care and Dardai substituted him at half time and he never played for Hertha again after that yeah, because yeah. of the attitude problem uh, a lot of people don't want him back but obviously maybe he's changed maybe he has grown up a little bit but from that experience he is not a player that personally i would want to see back unless but, he's really changed but 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 if he makes that and yet yeah, you say our coach doesn't like that why would ever he could come back if dada stay you know yeah so exactly maybe maybe the rumor is only a rumor and not nothing spe specific um mm -hmm. but the cool thing about it i'm i'm i was a fan from visor um, at the time that he gives 100% uh, i must be 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 true about that the thing is we sold him for 13 million euro and if we can get him for 2 million now that would be a massive we because oh yeah we have like make such a lot of money get him back at 27 he's not too old to grow uh, and he have learned a lot and played champions league a lot um so maybe we have a cheap player to support the folk 
But I don't know if he would stay on the bench if Sefoyk starting. I don't know it. Mm. Yes. And we have Pekarik yeah. if he extend his contract. So we have three yeah. on the right side. We would see. But on the yeah. left uh, on the left side we Klinter. have three two. Yes. And Clinter. Clinter yes. as well. But yeah. Clinter we plays <laughs> plays if center back. Clinter mostly. Yeah. But the thing is on the left side we have three two because Marvin Plattenhardt. Um we have mm. like uh, Luca Nets. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Maxi Mittelstädt too. So we have three mm -hmm. on the left too. And Jordan can also. So Play that's left. the big mm -hmm. thing. We have Klünter and Jordan as very, very versatile um, um, defender. And three mm -hmm. on every side if Weiser can. Then we have yeah. the huge and big squad. That's like a European squad, you can say, because so much yeah. player. Yeah. But two positions we don't have so much player and about these two positions we need to talk so Anna and I made two decisions every one of us found one player we would like to see at Hertha so talk about your favorite player I don't mean that it's your favorite player so your favorite player to come to Hertha maybe if we could get him I would love to see a player like or himself Philip Kostic from Frankfurt I think he's had a fantastic season his delivery into the box is amazing his will to fight for the ball is great he he's a bit you know maybe a little bit um uh, physical but I think that he's a great player and his assist numbers and his goal numbers are really good this season he reminds me of a, a sort of more stable Radonjic. It would be very interesting if we signed Radonjic on a permanent basis, which apparently we might do, um, to see two Serbs play together. That would be very interesting to see. They <laughs> remind me of each other in the way they play. They do remind me. But I, 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 it's sort of a dream because I don't see Kostic leaving Frankfurt for a small fee. I think his, his price has gone up a lot. Maybe he would leave um, because of Bobic. Um, and also, of course, this season, Frankfurt have lost a lot of people. They're losing a lot of staff, but they also lost their coach um, because Adi Hütter is leaving and Oliver Glasner from Wolfsburg is going to Frankfurt. Um, but I, uh, I would love to see a player like Kostic, a good player on the ball, a good player in winning the ball, a good player who um, delivers good... Um, you know, set pieces or, or corners because we kind of need someone who can deliver good corners because yes. we haven't scored one this Marshall season. Dade or our, our centre-back makes the corners and the free kicks. That means a lot, I would say. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kost yeah, Kostic is, is definitely a type of player that I would like to see. Or if, if he can't come, then someone like him. But I know that we agreed on who you want to see at Hertha because we both said that we both wanted to see yes, yes. this player. So who hopefully will um, be too expensive for his uh, club right now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I have a player too I want to um, talk about. So, um, yeah, I would be... It would be awesome if we get Ritzu Doan from Amelia Bielefeld to Hertha. Um, two things I want to talk about. Um, you see, obviously, we need a winger or two. So we both have the same wish. Uh, Ritzu Doan is a special guy with a lot of skills, a lot of dribbling skills, mindset, good um, finisher. And yeah, it's one of the rookie of the season. One of the best best players in the youth. He's 21. He has a lot of um, potential. Uh, he's loan from Amina Bielefeld uh, from PSV Eindhoven. 
um, the club of my family, uh, obviously, because uh, the whole, the half of my family is from Netherlands. So it would be awesome to see him at Hertha. Um, the singers, Arminia Bielefeld has an um, option to buy. It's worth five million, a very small amount of money for a player like him. His worth is like seven, eight million. So um, if they have the money, they must do it. But I read an article about the situation from Sami Al-Rabi, that's the sporting director, and he was saying if we sign him, he would be 20 or 30% of the whole squad money. I don't know a better word. He is like very expensive for them, um, so yeah. they don't know if, if it's worth. But if he don't come, he goes back to PSV Eindhoven, and I don't think that a player of the class like him stay in the Netherlands, so he would yeah move now is the situation if he move did he go to yeah like bundesliga again or want he the next step yeah from Emilia hmm. bielefeld to hertha is the next step but maybe if we have very bad luck he's too good for us now i don't know but it would be awesome to get him maybe for seven or eight million i would take mm -hmm. him for 10 yeah i would take him definite definite because yeah. the Kibaki was 20 million yes so yeah easy take him <laughs> take him Doan. i mean doan doan is a great player i love watching him he scored a great goal against stuttgart which kept bielefeld in the league i don't know if bielefeld would risk uh the, the word you were looking for was budget that's the the word so like the budget of bielefeld 20 of the 30 of their budget is is five million euros it's a it's quite a lot of money for them their whole squad costs 16 million euros one six It's tiny. Like we, we don't even see teams buying. We see teams buying one player for that much, you know. But whether they can afford it because they will lose some players at Bielefeld, they will lose Maya, they will lose. Um, they've just lost another player to Mainz. Um, Lukogi to Mainz. Yes. Yeah, and it could be that Stefan Ortega might leave, and because because he's had such a good season, he's. He's way too good to stay at a team that could be relegated. He's so, so good. Um, there are a few other players that I think are either on loan or could could leave. They need to use that budget to, to replace those players because they don't have a big squad. I mean, um, 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 Pieper. Armon Pieper, Pieper from, yes. Armon Pieper, yeah, another one that could be you know worth quite a lot of money that they could sell. If they sold these players and then bought Doan, it would be completely useless because they haven't replaced the players yes, they yes, lost. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen. I would love to see him. I don't know if either of our wishes are realistic. <laughs> um, but it, I think we could end up seeing players come from um, smaller leagues yes, like Switzerland, yes, yes. Norway, the Dutch League. Um, yeah. Maybe even the Balkan leagues like Serbia and Bosnia. Just any, any sort of like... If the scouting is good, it could work. Really, I would really say, well I would say, players from the Balkan and stuff we only see in the next season after the season, after the, the mm -hmm. next season, because Freddy Bobic needs to come settle in in Berlin. His family lives here for a long time because um, maybe you don't know it. Freddy Bobic is a um, player for Hertha in in the in the in the past so the play the family stays in berlin so he he going here mm. and maybe he not can convince so fast new player to hertha from the balkans from serbia i don't know it yeah. maybe it's faster than i than i expect that would be cool yeah. but maybe not so we will see 
hopefully we get winger and um on the newspaper there was like that Rodonjic like Berlin and like yeah. Hertha and he say I like now, that. yeah and in his head is only Hertha he would say and that's a very yeah. uh, risk risk uh, risk um, uh, talk because risky, risky yeah. very risky because if we don't buy him now he go back to Olympic Marseille and he say mm -hmm. he wants to go to Hertha and it's a very problematic situation so yeah. maybe their their fans don't not like him anymore because he says something like that. It's totally um yeah, we can accept that he wants to stay and we I like him, but he needs to yeah, be focused on winning. And mostly yeah. this season if he play, he was a little bit yeah, very difficult to selfish. explain. Yeah, selfish. Yeah, yeah. try things what not 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 uh, good enough don't work uh, back but now in the last five five games he was running back he was like fight for the ball and what i mm -hmm. seen there that was awesome and if he plays every time like that personal i can say yes 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 so yeah i think i think that the question mark over him is the price because the um there's an obligation to buy Rodonjic, so it's not, you know, like with Zelka, where it was an ob obligation to buy uh, for Bremen if the if they didn't get relegated, which they did. Um, so Davy Zelka will be coming back to us anyway. Um, did it's you the need same to thing say with that Rodon in the podcast? <laughs> Sorry, I just thought you needed reminding that. No, no. I, I love you. I love you, Davy. Um, no. Um, no. But uh, with Rodonjic, it was a very similar thing. It was a clause in the contract, the loan that said obligation to buy if Hertha, uh, you know, uh, wants it. I think it was 12 million euros. Some people are unhappy with that price, but actually in today's market, I think that it's a fair price for a yes. player that played very well. Mm -hmm. um, but it, 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 I mean, it could be a little bit less. I think Friedrich has said they were talking about the price and trying to do a bit of negotiation. And of course, Dardai will have to speak to them uh, to... Bobic and so will, will um, Friedrich about different players and I think Radonjic will be one that Friedrich looks at and says to Bobic actually he played really well for the last five games I think you should keep him and Bobic will have to trust the people that know Radonjic the best which is obviously Dardai and Friedrich um, and then he will decide with Marseille like okay what's the price is this what you want will you budge will you move will you let us have less you know so I would buy him for 12 million because when you think about it, we spent 20 million on Luca Bacchio, 25 million on Piontek, 25 million on Toussaint, 16 million on Cunha. These are, you know, um, at 15 million on Cordoba. And actually, in the end, um, out of all those players, the one that probably did the best, it was probably Radonjic. Um, yeah. So, yeah. this, you know, it's not that, that bad. It could be worse. Yeah. So, so nice. Okay. Then I hope. Um, you all liked the first episode from Hertha Connect and was like happy to hear us out uh, hear our situation, what we are talking about and if you have any questions you can ask I leave an email address where you can send your um, questions there or if you want to yeah, subscribe this podcast would be awesome um, or leave leave stars I would say that you can you can make like one or five stars I would say uh, you can make it if you want and it was nice to have you here so we see us on the next I would say Good night Alice Good night Good night